Hi, I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap, presented by Facebook. We want to end the year by replaying not just some of our favorite interviews from 2020, but ones that still have resonance here in December. So today we're sharing our August 27th conversation with Renee Montgomery, a point guard for the WNBA's Atlanta Dream and co-founder of More Than a Vote. That's the group that worked to help convince the owners of NBA arenas and other large venues to convert into polling locations for November 3rd. The goal was to encourage voter turnout, and judging by the record numbers, it worked. Today's Thursday, August 27th. Last night, the NBA and WNBA both went dark, with a slate of six games canceled in a show of player solidarity, or maybe in a show of frustrated disgust with the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. As of this taping, there are some reports that the leagues do plan to resume games, possibly by as soon as Friday, although it's unclear if a final decision has been made or if most of the players are on board. Earlier today on CNBC, White House senior advisor Jared Kushner was asked about the shutdown. There's a lot of uh, activism, and I think that they've put a lot of slogans out, but I think that what we need to do is turn that from slogans and signals to actual action that's going to solve the problem. But here's the thing. Players have been taking actions to help solve some of the problems, the most notable of which is more than a vote. The voting rights campaign launched after the George Floyd murder by a group of current and former NBA and WNBA players, most notably LeBron James. This is the group we discussed in the very first episode of Axios Recap. And the latest is that the group is working with secretaries of state, local officials, and team owners to use empty arenas as polling places on November 3rd. That means that in Atlanta, for example, State Farm Arena, which is right downtown, will be converted into the city's largest ballot box, which should help alleviate wait times while also allowing for social distancing. The same goes for arenas in Detroit and Charlotte and Milwaukee, plus several baseball and football stadiums. It's a tangible action to empower citizens driven by pro athletes. But it's also one that is not without its practical challenges, namely the need to find enough poll workers, preferably younger poll workers, as so many older ones have understandable safety concerns due to COVID-19. In 15 seconds, we'll dig in deeper with WNBA player and more than a vote co-founder Renee Montgomery. But first, this. We're joined now by Renee Montgomery, a player with the WNBA's Atlanta Dream who opted out this season to instead focus on issues of social justice. Renee, before we get into more than a vote, just given what's happened over the past 24 hours, I'd like your thoughts on what you've seen from your peers and also if you believe that the WNBA and NBA should continue their seasons. Yeah, so what I've seen is unity and not just unity in the WNBA, but I've seen unity in the NBA and how you're seeing it in other sports leagues. You know, you're starting to see just across different platforms, athletes are standing together. So what I've seen is everyone understanding that this is a larger problem than sports and everyone putting that priority ahead. Whether or not they should continue is on the athletes. I think if the athletes say that they need three weeks or four weeks to get their mind together, if they need time to think about it, then you have to give them time. Some people like to play it out. That's your escape. If all the athletes feel that way and they vote on it and the athletes want to play and make that their platform to escape, then allow it. But I don't think there's a right answer. I think it depends on what do the players want to do. Chris Webber made comments on TV last night where he said, everybody vote. 
but also implied we might be beyond voting as a solution. In the context of more than a vote, how do you think about the idea that a lot of people may have lost faith in that part of the process? Yeah, I don't think you can ever lose faith in the process. You know, people would want you to lose faith in the process because you don't realize what the process can do. Obviously, there's law and order, there's government. And if you want to affect change, you have to be interested in the government that governs you. So you can never forget that process. However, voting alone, that should be step one. That should be the mandatory basic thing that anyone does. You vote. And then after that, you need to pay attention to what's going on in your community. And I think that's more what Chris is talking about in a sense of there's more things that need to be done, but you have to start with voting. The very first episode of this podcast we did back, I guess, in June, we talked with Jalen Rose about more than the vote. Talk to me about where it is now in this program or this effort, I guess you could say, to get pro sports arenas, NBA, WNBA arenas to become polling places in November. Yeah, it's been successful. You know, if you saw even the Dodgers opened up their stadium for it, the phase it's in now is, okay, you have this big space, people have to work in it. It's now trying to get young workers because as we know, the older generation is who used to work the polls typically, and now they can't just to be precautious because of COVID. So figuring out a new system, new people volunteering. It's one thing to kind of try to engage people to go vote. It's another to engage them to take an entire day and work the polls. How do you make that pitch? when LeBron James is leading the way, I think it sounds better, you know? And I also think that there's people right now that protest all day. There's people that all day are standing out here in Atlanta in Centennial Park protesting. So for them to now not be protesting, but to be working the polls and feeling like they're creating change, I could see that being an easy sell. What is the most important part about using these arenas? Is it in part that they'll be so much larger so you won't or you shouldn't at least have the same sorts of lines we see in certain cities on election day? Is that it? Is it also that people always seem to know where the arena is in their town? They might not know where the school is or the church is where the voting takes place. So it's all of the above. It's also that in a lot of arenas, there's public transit that goes to it. So you got to think people getting there is sometimes a problem as well. So you have public transit getting you there. You have a large arena so that you can be spaced out. And we know that when you space out in a time like this, that's what's necessary. Not to mention you can serve a lot more people. So now you have these locations that typically could serve a smaller amount. You open up State Farm Arena. Well, everybody can get in there and get in there in a timely fashion. Renee, I just wonder, it's one thing for arenas and arena owners to open the place up. It's another for the local governments to be able to do this since they've often used the same voting places for generations. Has it been a hard sell to convince them to change their logistics with a couple months ago? Listen, I haven't been in those type of conversations. I do know that it is a process. You can't just up and do it. You have to uh, follow the guidelines. You know, you have to make sure it's above board. So if anything, it's not necessarily people not wanting to do it. It's having the manpower to do it all and make sure that it's done properly so that it's correct. So I'm not in the rooms where they're doing that negotiation, but I do know that that is a part of it. More Than a Vote is officially a nonpartisan organization. Clearly, what we've seen, unfortunately and strangely, in Kenosha and other places over the last few days seems to be becoming partisan, at least if you watch some of the convention speeches, etc. How do you personally kind of try to separate those things out or can you separate those things out? I try to just look at humanity. And I, I talked about even as I'm no expert, you know, I can be an expert when it comes to basketball. That's my expertise. But when it comes to police brutality and police laws, I'm not an expert, but I can sit there and watch the video and see so many areas of why didn't you deescalate here? Why didn't you apprehend him here? Why didn't you stop it here? So my thought process is this is not a political 
problem. This is a humanity problem. I'm not an expert at what they're supposed to do, but I can look at it and see that something is wrong here. So I want us to all use our common sense and start to arrest cops when they do something wrong to create a different culture. Looking back now on your decision to opt out this season, not because of COVID, but to focus on social justice issues, do you regret that decision or do you think you made the right call? I think I made the right call right when I did it, you know, and even a lot of people were asking me, how will I know it's worth it? What, what will I need to see happen to know what it's worth it? It's like people always need you to achieve a goal. The goal for me was doing what I wanted to do in my heart. You know, the goal for me was, all right, now I have more time to dedicate to what my mind is focused on. So I knew I made the right decision the moment I hit sin. Renee Montgomery, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. It's my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven. Have a great Festivus for the rest of us. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.